it's proving to be a huge problem right now. Because the truth has been exposed. It's like you can't unsee the Game of Thrones finale as much as you wish you could. And go back and start watching the series again without knowing that Bram's going to end up on the throne. And now for something completely different. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiot Radio Podcast. Do you get the feeling that a lot is happening and nothing is happening at the same time? Well, welcome back to the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. I'm Tony Dufresne, PhD, your host. I'm really glad you are back. I hope things have been going well or as well as can be expected. Because with the coronavirus keeping us at home, the usual relationship dynamics with friends and family and the intimate relationships, if they haven't changed for you, then you are, consider yourself lucky. But for most of us, they've changed in some form or fashion. And some of it has been for good, uh, but 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 a lot of it has been very disappointing or frustrating uh, or just flat out bad. Because whether you're being isolated just by yourself or with a significant other or with your family, these scenarios have taken away a number of options you previously had in your life to create a sense of space, either physically or mentally or both. And because all of this virus stuff has been politicized, it has also exposed some people's deep-seated core values that may or may not align with your own. And since this is such a huge nodal event, I mean, it's essentially a life-threatening event, it has a deep and profound impact on all of us. It hits our core basic values of what's really important in our life. Because some people are just more about themselves. They're more individualistic. They just want to take care of themselves. Then there are others who have deep-seated trust issues and they trust nobody. And then there are those who are team players. They have levels of empathy and and sympathy and they want to help other people. Now, in the process of this happening, your thoughts and your feelings about certain people in your life have probably shifted a little to a lot, depending upon the situation. I mean, because let's face it, there there are people in your life that have different roles, be it friends or your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, or your family members. And before all this was going on, you were able to compartmentalize them or to where they can be in your life without you having to fully accept them or their ideals or their values. I was talking to a friend a couple of days ago, and she indicated that she had a really good friend for a very long time and hasn't spoken to her since April. I said, why haven't you spoken since April? She says, well, because when all this first started coming out and the evidence started coming out and what people needed to do and the isolation, this friend of hers had a completely different viewpoint and was an anti-masker and didn't believe what the scientists were saying. And because my friend's core fundamental values are based on being a good team player and trusting the experts, the relationship changed essentially overnight. And even though they didn't say anything to each other, they sensed that that was the case. And neither of them are doing anything to reach out to the other. Now, after seeing this side of them, you know it might be impossible to keep them in your life like you had before. Or you might think that you can get away with demoting them 
to a more situational friend like only the drinking buddy or only the book club buddy. But deep down, you know there's a really good chance that that's not going to work. And with intimate relationships, it's proving to be a huge problem right now. Because the truth has been exposed. It's like you can't unsee the Game of Thrones finale as much as you wish you could. And go back and start watching the series again without knowing that Bram's going to end up on the throne. And now knowing all of this stuff, now having it all exposed, if you don't do something about it, if you're not proactive in your relationship group, it's going to create a lot of disharmony in your life. And it's going to keep you from growing and expanding. It's going to be a drain. It's going to be a take on your energy. So what I'd like you to do is take out your figurative crystal ball. And let's take a look at two scenarios here. The first scenario, look deep into your crystal ball. And how does your life look with these people still in it? When you took that first glance in, more importantly, what does it feel like with that person still in your life? What does it sound like? Can you taste a level of stress or disharmony? Or when you see them in the crystal ball, still in your life, is it in a different role? Or ultimately, are you okay? Thinking that eventually, with all this stuff settling down, that you'll be able to pick back up where you were and they can be your friend in the same context that they were before all this started. Now take a look into your crystal ball and see your life without that person or those people in it. How does that feel to you? Do you get any other senses when it comes to thinking or painting a picture about what your life would be without this person or these people in your life? Your initial gut reaction when you looked into the crystal ball says a lot. And as much as you want to deny it, maybe you may have some relationship work to do. Now, this situation is a thing across the board with the rest of your human buddies. And according to Relate, and Relate is a relationship support charity, they did a survey in April. And the survey concluded that 23%, almost a quarter of the couples, said they were struggling with their relationships. And 8% of the total surveyed indicated that they're done. They're just done and they're waiting it out or they have already split up. Now, when it comes to people that are 25 to 34 years old, that number, in terms of ending the relationship, jumps to 15%. And of those people 34 years and younger that are in a relationship, 38% of them say they are struggling to support their partner. Now, for the record, I think we can all agree that if you are a younger person, your life has been more impacted by being isolated or having to stay at home because you're usually more active than older couples. Because what they found with the older couples in the survey is that the longer they have been together, the better they are coping with things. Now, as obvious as this is, I think it's an important point to make here because the pain and the stress and the anxiety of the situation, it's not from the coronavirus itself. Because more than likely, you don't have it or people in your immediate circle don't have the virus. However, it's the indirect impact that it has had on your life. Like the feeling of being forced to do something, which is taking away your power of choice. I mean, forced to wear a mask, to stay six feet apart. Now, of course, we all know there is a valid humanitarian reason why that's the case but subconsciously we're all that kid saying you can't tell me what to do and some people live more in the subconscious than they do in the conscious now 
And if you're more individually minded and you're more ego-based, you're going to have a really hard time with somebody telling you what to do. The pandemic is also taking away outlet experiences like vacations and going to bars and restaurants and just getting going to the movie theater. All of these things are not just activities in your life. They're legit coping mechanisms. They are the outlets. They are the release of the energy. And it's interesting because through all this, we still have all of our things. Nobody's taking things away from us. But the experiences have been restricted. And I think that that just proves the value of experiences. I've been harping and so many people harp about life is about experiences and not material things. And I think the current situation acts as a huge research experiment to validate the fact that we really need to have experiences to enrich us and to fulfill us and to help us survive, basically. And because we are staying at home and not doing a bunch, the isolation has taken away our independent life stories. It's like we don't have anything to share. The article that I read that had the same information on the couple's research also had a story about a 30-year-old woman who was in a relatively short, about a one- or two-year-old relationship, and and they decided to isolate with themselves, her and her boyfriend, and they had found, after a little while, they had nothing to talk about because all they did was get up and work in their house and then go to sleep and then get up and work in their house and go to sleep together. There was no independent experience that they could come back and share. As a matter of fact, when I go to the store, I know a number of the workers because I've been going to the same store for a very long time. And in going in there once a week, usually it's, hey, how's it going? And we kind of catch up with what's been going on the past week. (laughs) And And the last few times, it's basically been, hey, good to see you. What's been going on? Nothing. Absolutely, positively, nothing. This situation has also created an energy displacement problem. You can't go to the gym anymore in a lot of places. You may have a hard time getting out and doing any exercising or doing anything else that you usually have done to expel your energy, like going to a bar with your buddies or whatever. So now all that energy is there still. It hasn't been displaced. It hasn't been put out and released And then you come back home and then the person at home gets all of that energy. There's also space, right? There's either too much space or there's not enough space. And I'm talking about mental or physical space because life is totally different now. And the boundaries haven't been redrawn to the point where everybody can easily cope yet. Or you're trying to, but you still haven't found that sweet spot yet. There was also this overall expectation that we all could instantly conform to this brand new reality which is absolute nonsense. I mean, working from home, if you're not used to that, homeschooling, you got the kids at home. You know, both people are at home, so now the dynamics are different and you expect the other person to help out with either the kids or the house duties. And that creates a lot of anxious energy. There's actually a story that I read about this woman named Julie and she became pregnant by accident about three years ago. And ever since her daughter was born, uh, the husband had made it clear that the child care was her responsibility. So he used work as an excuse and never helped out. He sounds like a real peach, doesn't he? So she said, before lockdown, I knew something was wrong, but I kept telling myself that everyone goes through tough times and that it's normal for men to behave badly sometimes. Yeah. So you can see where we're going with this. So with her partner no longer having the stress of the long daily commute because he's at home because of the virus, She expected things to improve, 
But what a surprise. He still showed no interest in spending time with her or their child. So finally, realizing that this guy's a piece of work, she called her parents and they picked her up. And the last thing she said was she's still processing all of this. But in the long run, she feels she made the right decision for both her and her daughter. So all that being said, and taking a little inventory in regards to where you are at in your own life with your people around you, what's the solution here? How can you transform your life out of this relationship chaos? How can you make sense of everything? How can you reprioritize things? How can you reorganize things to better your life and the life of the people around you that you care about or you care for? There are three steps in this transformation. The first step is you got to get real and you have to stop resisting. Accept the new information on the person. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. You can't deny the fact that you know Bram became the king. And also realize you can look at this as a gift. It's a gift of clarity in regards to exposing all of these issues. It's like buying a car and then you plan this big trip. And so you start it up in your driveway and you're loading up the last parts. And all of a sudden, boom, the thing explodes. Well, it sucks that your car exploded. But it's a gift that it exploded in your driveway instead of out in the middle of the desert three hours later. The second step in reorganizing your relationship bubble is a little exercise. And it's the split the paper exercise. You can do this just yourself. Or you can also do this as a very powerful relationship tool. So you draw a line down the middle of a piece of paper. On the left-hand side, you label it action or inaction. And on the right-hand side, you put your feelings. So any action or lack of action of this person in your life, you write down. And then on the right-hand side, you write down how you felt about that or what your feelings are on that. So it gives you the opportunity to really see what the issues are. It exposes not only their core beliefs and values, but also yours, the things that you have a real problem with, or maybe the things that just bother you a little bit. So if you're doing this with another person, typically like an intimate relationship, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, you both do it at the same time. And then you sit down, maybe over a glass of wine or something, you get together and then you compare your notes. Now, if this is just for you about, say, a friend and you don't want to involve the friend in it, but you need to figure out if you really want this friend in your life, what this exercise does, it really helps you to understand more about what's important to you, like I said, your core values. And maybe the things that your friend is doing or the thoughts that your friend has about certain things are bothersome, but they're not a deal breaker. But you won't know until you take inventory on that. Now, if it happens to be where you're doing this with your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, and you guys are having some issues, if the other person doesn't want to put the time and the effort in and go through this communication exercise with you to strengthen your relationship, then you have your answer. Now, the third step in transforming your life out of this relationship chaos is you've got to create new rules for the new normal. And I'm sure that over the past four months, you have been working on this maybe informally or as you go, kind of ebbing and flowing and kind of changing things up with your expectations or just the daily schedule with your kids or the daily schedule with your significant other or just with yourself. Because a big part of all this is modifying your boundaries because we're all going through this and it's different and it's not fun. 
and we're all trying to adjust in our own way. So we have to create new boundaries with our time alone, our time together, and our time with or without our family members and or friends. Then we need to modify our expectations of attention and care. Because this situation is so difficult, we may need more attention. We may need more caring. We may need more empathy or more connection. But if your person in your relationship is used to a certain amount of physical touch or emotional attention or care from you and you back to them, then it may not be apparent that that extra is needed right now unless you communicate that because there needs to be a game plan for discussing things or when to not discuss things, which is basically a discussion boundary. Nobody wants to be in a one-bedroom apartment with a person that constantly wants to talk about stuff. Those are not good boundaries. Now, transforming your relationship dynamics out of this situation is absolutely needed And it's needed because you deserve to have people in your life that have your back and are eager to support you and that love you and care for you and want you to do the best you can do on your journey. And through all of this, if you decide that that person is not a part of your tribe going forward, whether they know it or not, then you really need to take action and either demote them to a different role in your relationship bubble or delete them. So to wrap it up, isolation sucks. We got to create new rules. There are some people that you have found out that may not be a good fit for your bubble because things have been exposed that weren't exposed before. So it's a matter of reorganizing your relationships by getting real and stop resisting and putting things in perspective and taking an inventory in regards to how they are in your life by the split the paper trick with their actions and your feelings towards those actions, and also to create the new rules and realize that we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. This is a whole different gig, and we have to create a new paradigm. We have to create new boundaries. We have to create new rules. There should be new expectations of attention and care. There should be elevated communication skills, and we need to talk to our loved ones and let them know the time we need alone or the time we need with them. We've got to all be a part of the solution here and being passive aggressive or non-communicative and harboring resentment is going to eat you up inside and it's going to relay negative energy to everybody around you. And through this great experiment, you will come out stronger than ever, but you got to be real with stuff. That's it for this week. I hope things are great. Please let me know if I can help in any particular way. Again, it's Tony at javabud.com. The website's javabud.com, J-A-V-A-B-U-D. That is my personal coaching website. You can find the podcast there. You can find the videos there. I am on YouTube. And I've got Amazon Alexa. If you're into that, if you want my flash briefing, it's under the Surround of Idiots radio podcast. Again, I hope things are great. Be good to yourself. Be good to each other. And I will talk to you soon.